Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 20. I made it to 20. I made it to 20. I made it to 20. Us heart-driven people, we have everything it takes to succeed. And the only the only thing that we truly need to overcome is our self-limiting beliefs. And we all have a different set of self-limiting beliefs. So whatever that might be, raising awareness for our self-limiting beliefs and then uh, not raising, becoming more aware of our self-limiting beliefs and then conquering them and following our intuition. the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go. Hello, Scoob Believer, and welcome to Episode 20. I can't believe it. Episode 20. I'm so excited. I can't believe I made it this far. Uh, episode 20 is just one of those milestones uh, I really wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to hit when I first started this whole thing. So I'm so glad to be able to uh, get to episode 20. In celebration of doing episode 20, I've decided to do a block. That's right. A special edition block of experienced entrepreneurs that are probably some of the biggest people that I've talked to yet on my show. So on this episode, we're talking to none other than Esprit DeVore. Now, Esprit DeVore is a very well-seasoned podcaster. She's been featured in magazines and also in SPI and is really all over the place. And she's been doing it for a really long time. So let's go ahead and listen to her story about her pitfalls and how genuine she actually talks about her pitfalls and how authentic she really is about them. Also, she has a fantastic resource for entrepreneurs that are looking for mentors and to get inspiration and learn from them. 
And the differences between making a decision in fear and decision in something that feels right for you. So let's listen to the most amazing Esprit Devora. Salutations, scoop believers, and we are here again with another amazing entrepreneur. But we're doing something a little bit different than we normally do. We have somebody, probably the most exciting person I've ever had on the show up to this point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Today we're talking to Esprit. Hey, Esprit, how are you? Woo! I'm now a scoop believer. <laughs> All right. Well, she didn't give me a chance to answer the question. That is so great, boy. Yeah, that's, oh, man, it makes my heart feel so good. All right. So you're obviously a scuba believer, so I don't even have to ask yes. that question. So that's great. All right. So, Esprit, I definitely know who you are. I've been following you for a while, along with Pat and everybody else. But I know there's a couple people that might not know who you are. So if you could please just tell me a little bit about yourself and your entrepreneur adventure and how you actually got started. Sure. Well, I'll give the two-second background, and then you'll take you'll take me. You'll guide me to where you'd like me to go. So I'm not talking too long in the <laughs> intro. We know how those intros go. My name is Esprit Devora. I've been podcasting since 2013. I have a couple popular shows, Women in Tech and We Are LA Tech. I've produced over a 1,000 episodes. Um, I was the face of Clubhouse. Um, I think it's Entrepreneur Says, or maybe it's Inc. Magazine. I don't even know. It says, like, I'm one of the top 30 women in tech to follow. And um, my podcasts were featured on Harper Bazaar. Uh, my biggest entrepreneurial love affair was building my the first action sports social network. Um, I'm really proud of that company. And uh, I am a founder, a community builder, a writer, and a heart-driven person. Well, that's I mean, You have done just so much, so much in your time. Uh, I'm just like in awe at this point. Just, ah, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, here, just a quick question here. Now, in your first year, because a lot of my, a lot of my listeners, and a lot of the people I talk to, we talk about their first year in their entrepreneurial adventure. So, in your first year of your entrepreneurial adventure, did you have any really serious pitfalls or problems that you came across getting your entrepreneurial adventure started? I have pitfalls and like challenges every single hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't. So I was born to be an entrepreneur. I didn't um I didn't decide to become a founder. It just happened. It's something I've wanted since I was like a little girl, like four or five years old. I'd say I'd say the way I'm gonna answer this question is the thing that I've learned is my intuition is my oracle. Our intuition is our oracle. And the biggest mistake I made in building my first companies is I kept thinking someone else is smarter than me. Someone else knows more than me. Now, I do believe in mentorship and I think experience is amazing, but I think we shouldn't discredit our gut feelings and our intuition. And I think we shouldn't discredit how important our own drive and our own passion is. And I think in building my company, I uh, did discredit. I was like, if I could only find the right seasoned, you know, older person with X amount of years in, in this topic, then I will succeed rather than looking at myself saying, I, I have already like, I built up first action sports media company. So it's like I put together a, um, a video crew on my own with no experience. I, 
have been in uh, the biggest action sports events with Tony Hawk and Ryan Sheckler and all these people with my high school journalism background. I, you know, I raised money um, on my own with no connections. I did all of this by taking chances, passion, and intuition. So to think and to give so much credit to an unknown person that I felt believed in the ether would magically make everything work um, was a shame. And so I think our intuition is our oracle and that in our podcast, uh, sorry, entrepreneurial and founder journeys, it's really important to believe in ourselves first. And I don't mean from a place of arrogance or cockiness. I mean from a place of like, we have a special gift, all of us. And when I say all of us, I'm going to just say good, kind-hearted people. Like I'm very allergic to a-holes. So I'm not counting them on my island. I, got, I just got the good peeps on my island. Us heart-driven people, we have everything it takes to succeed. And the only the only thing that we truly need to overcome is our self-limiting beliefs. And we all have a different set of self-limiting beliefs. So whatever that might be, raising awareness for our self-limiting beliefs and then uh, not raising, becoming more aware of our self-limiting beliefs and then conquering them and following our intuition. Wow. that's That was just a load of amazing information all wrapped <laughs> up in, a, in like a minute and a half. I love that. That's so awesome. Um, a couple of things I'd like to follow up with you on uh, as far as what you said. When you're when you're just getting started out, you really have to compare yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself to a lot of other people that are for, so much further out than you that it's you will just figure out you'll never get there because they're going to have their adventure and you're going to always be behind them. And it gets really depressing sometimes when you just realize you're not that far away. So instead of you comparing yourself to them, compare yourself to yourself a week ago. Compare yourself to yourself a month ago. That way you know where you're going and where to follow. Um, I'm also a big Big advocate with mentors, if you can get somebody to follow that knows what they're doing, even if they're not an actual person next to you, you're actually physically talking. Like, I, and I don't, I think I've talked to, said his name at least once or twice in every podcast that I've put out. But Pat Flynn is definitely my, uh, my virtual mentor because I follow him what he does. And I always just love to see how he comes along. And I always just kind of emulate not exactly what he's doing, but enough to where I could see where I'm headed. Wait, wait, before you go to before you go to following your gut on mentorship, for those of you who are who think yes. I don't know anyone, I don't know how to get in touch with someone, how do I even find the right person? There is a great, great old school resource called SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. And it's retired um business people who just want to give back. It doesn't cost anything. It's absolutely free. Everyone is seasoned. And I believe it's like government run or city run. I don't know. There's just no cost. It's great. And it's been around forever. So Google SCORE, capital S-C-O-R-E, and um, you could easily attain a mentor that way. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that resource. We're definitely going to have that in the show show notes, ladies and gentlemen. That's If anybody wants to take advantage of that, do it. Esprit says it's good, so it's got to be good, right? But yeah, uh, going back to following your gut, it's really important to kind of sit with yourself about what you're doing and how you're doing it and make sure it fits with your personality and what you want to do with yourself. So thank you so much for that great information, Esprit. Really appreciate it. So uh, we actually touched a little bit on mentors. Uh, did you have somebody that you always looked up to when you first got started, somebody that you emulated as a mentor? <sighs> I've had so many mentors. I'll start with 
to my mentor now, and then I'll share some of my mentors. Well, the first person that comes to mind is um, my mom. I wouldn't say she was my mentor, but she was my inspiration. She taught me things like that anything is possible within my imagination, um, that every no is one step closer to a yes. Uh, my mom's a public speaker, so I would watch her on stage and create this phenomenal experience with the audience. She had a relationship with the audience. It wasn't just about she never spoke at them. It was a, a, a an experience they were having together. And so she was someone I really um, learned a lot from and continue to learn a lot from. Uh, formal mentors, I've never really had a formal mentor. Um, I've had different people like you with Pat Flynn where I'm like, I really admire the way that they do something. So I'm going to pay close attention to how they do it so that I could overcome my self-limiting beliefs and kind of emulate that to to a bit in a way that's authentic for me. Right now I say Iman Gaji. I, I can never pronounce his last name correctly, <laughs> but he's amazing. I believe he's 22. Um, he's completely self-made. He grew up really poor. He um, didn't have any connections and he just decided to focus on meditation and reading business books every week. And he created a life for himself where now he's like dripping in wealth. It's ridiculous. And it's all on his own work and his own mind without knowing anyone. And I really admire him. I admire his self-worth. I admire the boundaries he puts into place. I admire his vulnerability. I admire that he's heart-driven. And to me, he has the perfect balance between being a a heart-driven leader and an absolute capitalist. He meets right in the middle. So people can't and don't take advantage of him, but he serves. Like he's building schools all over Nepal. He's absolutely amazing. So I look up to him a lot. Um, My mentor, Rob, who is um, the co-founder of Staff.com, he's someone I met. um, He was featured on a Mixergy interview. I didn't know him. I really aligned with what he was saying. So I reached out cold, essentially begging him to be my mentor and said, I'm happy to give back. He was really open to it. Um, We ended up forming a friendship. Um, I think mentorship can almost be this buffet of intellect. And you just decide what kind of life skills or information you're looking to acquire in a particular chapter of your life. And then you seek out and just you see who's open to being a part of that journey with you. And so there's been many different people throughout my life. Um, If I've ever had a formal mentor, I'd say my most formal mentor was Montserrat Fontes. She is this extraordinary woman high school journalism teacher and author and badass (laughs) and just amazing. And she would just, she nicknamed me press kit. I was very afraid to reach out. I was a high school journalist. I was afraid to reach out to media publications and like, who am I? I'm like a kid. Like, and she just made me do it anyway. She didn't care that I was scared. She's like, no, you're doing this. Nicknamed me press kit, even made a sweatshirt. I still have it. It's my favorite sweatshirt. And I ended up interviewing some of the world's biggest celebrities and writing articles about them because she showed me that all I needed to do is put myself out there and ask. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's so many I, – I have, um, like, I have more than, like, a couple followers on social. And I, sometimes I'll hear people say, man, I thought I thought I couldn't talk to you because you had X amount of followers. 
Now, I just, every time I hear something, I'm like, wow, I just, like having followers doesn't make me better than anyone or special. Like I'm just a human being like you are. So that's the thing. When we take out these like perceptions that we have of others, verification marks, movie roles, follower accounts, and we just look at everybody as just a human being, just like ourselves, all of a sudden the world's become so much more accessible to us. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Don't be afraid to ask. I mean, the worst they're going to say is no. Okay, no. The light, you know, the world didn't end. The sun's going to come up mm-hmm. the next day. It doesn't matter. And but you never know. They actually might say yes. Actually, matter of fact, that's how I got you on my show. I just wanted to ask and see what what you'd say. And I'm excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Me, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing I like to your uh, your man, the last young lady that you talked to, uh, she got you out of your comfort zone. To be able to go out yeah. and, and talk to these people, even though they're kind yeah. of more successful and that kind of thing, she pushed you to get you out of your comfort zone. And that's what I stress to a lot of people that I talk to. Get out of that comfort zone because you never know. And if you don't do it, there's a good chance you're going to regret, regret not having that opportunity. So thank you so much for, for telling us all that great information and all those great mentors that you've had in your lifetime. Yeah, know the difference between between making a fear-based decision versus making a decision that feels best because it's right for you. There's a difference between I'm scared to do that, but if I did that, it would be very energizing if it worked versus I just like, that's just not right for me. Like I don't, it doesn't feel good to me. I don't want that. Even if the answer was yes, it's not something I really want in my life. A lot of the time we're making choices because we're afraid, not because it's not what we don't actually want for ourselves. That's right. And actually, fear is one of my greatest things I like to talk about. I personally lean into fear. When I'm scared of something, I always kind of lean towards it because some, something's telling me that that's actually something I should do because it gets me out of that comfort zone. And I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite acronym because I always do when I talk about fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. It's actually not something that's going to kill you. But give it a try anyway, because you never know what's going to happen next. So don't be too scared about it. Don't be scared to ask somebody, hey, will you be on my podcast? I got you on my podcast that way. I got Cliff Ravenscraft on my podcast that way. He's awesome. He is great. He was an awesome interview. Okay, so I'm going to transition to a different question here. Now, in hindsight, since you've had all this time, is there one particular failure that you're proud of and why? What came up for me when you asked that was um... – my sports company. It's the most epic experience ever. The thing, the thing about that world word and the thing that made me take pause is, is anything really a failure if we're learning from all of it and just leveling up throughout our lives? Like if it, our whole life is like one big journey, then technically nothing really like fails because it's serving some purpose of value. But the classic failure, I had this company for several years madly in love with my company, gave everything, money, spirit, time to the company. It didn't end up ultimately where I had aspired for it to go. For a lot of years, I thought I failed. I even went into a terrible depression, didn't know who I was anymore because my identity was my company. If I had to do that company all over again in the exact same way with the exact same failure, give it to me 20,000 times most epic ride of my life like and it was painful in some but it was just like incredible 
And to know that I gave life my all and I, and I continue to give life my all. I have some down moments, you know, but like overall, I, I really like give life my all. It's just, it's just so exciting to know that I've lived that way and that I took chances. I mean, my sports company, I said, led to meeting with the top pro athletes in the world, something that was exciting for me, uh, learning about startup life and, and venture capital and the kind of network I made. I just, I mean, I could go on and on just because the whole, it was like I was a rock star. I mean, I didn't know I was a rock star at the time. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, you are awesome, you know? <laughs> and so I just think the more that we show up to life and to ourselves, no matter how afraid we are, like that's never a failure, no matter how it turns out. As long as you don't hurt anyone and you live a life of integrity, like showing up to yourself and to life, even if it's a societal perceived failure, like a company not working, it just is. Just it's just another chapter in one big book. Yeah, and that's really what failure is about: is to learn from those failures and to take whatever you learn from that failure into your next adventure, and just make it that much better. So mm -hmm. even though we all have failures at one point or another, we just can't forget that that's just part of the experience. That's just part of the journey. I just I don't like that word failure. Like, think yeah. about it: is Kodak a failure? That Kodak doesn't exist anymore. Or one of these big, you know, uh, department stores, I think Sears or whatever, or, you know, like, are these things failures? How can a company be around for, you know, 100 years or whatever it is, and then not work out for whatever reason, and now it's a failure because it didn't work out at a, after 100 years? Like, that term failure, I think, think is just, I think it needs an edit. <laughs> right? And there's, a, there's another acronym. I love acronyms, if you couldn't tell. Fail, yeah. fail is first attempt in learning. And I, that I love. Yeah. See, first attempt in learning. Yeah. See, I dig that. <laughs> and that's kind of what I think about too. When I mean, my podcast actually came about from a failure. So it's because of that failure, I have the podcast. So even though I had that failure, it actually led me to where I am today, being able to talk to you today. So I'm not really going to count that as a failure, just part of, uh, part of what I'm doing. So Awesome. Or, all right, so uh, I'm going to ask you a question here, and this is actually from the SPI community because I talked to you about you a little bit and coming on to my show, and uh, this is from uh, Jody Gregory from the SPI community, and, and she asked, uh, are there ways you – let me try that again. <laughs> are there ways you have used to get feedback from the po from podcast episodes besides analytics? So when you have a podcast – how are you getting feedback from your podcast besides looking at analytics? So I rarely look at analytics. It's the least important thing to me. I maybe look at analytics maybe once a year, if even that. Um, I look to see how I'm impacting community because people will email me or they'll tell me on social media. Um, I also am asking myself, am I leveraging the time I'm investing into creating uh, my content to the utmost purposes. So like, am I repurposing my podcast episodes into blog posts, into Twitter posts, into things that are really meaningful and thoughtful for everybody else? And I ask myself how many people are joining my community that is mentioned on my podcast. 
Um, I don't even look at those analytics, to be honest, but I just kind of look at the, I don't like to get caught up in analytics because it takes me away from, it can be so discouraging or depleting sometimes. Sometimes it's like this huge dopamine hit where you have like thousands of people. And let's say, let's say one month I had thousands of people. And then in the next month I had 750. All of a sudden the 750 is like really small compared to the, to the thousands. But like, 750 people in one room is a lot of humans. 20 people in one room is a lot of humans. So I just try to stay focused on my purpose rather than analytics. But I look for um I look for um like community indicators for for people mentioning things or how it's inspired them, LinkedIn outreach. Like I mean people reach out in so many ways. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. I unfortunately I'm one of those people that will look at my analytics every 30 seconds. So I'm trying to get away from that, but the does it time, feel discouraging? Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's uh, yeah. it just depends on the day, I guess. I really got to stop doing that. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, what I'd like to know is if uh, what advice would you give to someone that's looking to start an entrepreneurship? I mean, is there any like one or two words of advice you'd give somebody? Yeah, ask yourself why, because just because everybody else is doesn't mean you need to. And if you're after freedom of time, let me tell you that entrepreneur is not time freeing. I may have more flexibility than someone else, but I work a lot and I barely have time for myself so much to the point that I need to be really intentional and proactively make sure that I'm making time for myself, make sure that I'm getting sleep because these things are really important. But being an entrepreneur is not a direct equivalent to freedom of time. Flexibility in time, yes, but not freedom of time. So make sure that you understand why you want to be an entrepreneur. Make sure you build a company that matches the lifestyle that you want to create for yourself so that in end, because you've built a company that matches the lifestyle that you aspire for, therefore, you can have freedom of time because you've built it into how the company operates. All right. Some great words of advice. I, that, that, that's all, folks. Let me try that again. This is real, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually going to keep that in there. Okay. This <laughs> Great advice. Thank you so much to, uh, for actually being able to go through that with us. So one thing I like to do with all my guests is find out a six-month goal. So where do you see you and your company in the next six months? Yeah. So I actually don't have future thinking goals anymore. I used to when I had my sports company. Um, now I do a check-in every day, a self-audit. How do I feel? How's my body feel? How do my shoulders feel? How's my brain feel? Am I eating well that my body feels good? Do I feel energized? Do I feel tired? Because I want the existence that I have here to be really enjoyable. So if I notice um, that I don't feel enjoyable in my body, and in my mind, I want to make tweaks like that hour that day. And if I notice that's going on for a few days in a row, then in order to not have something really terrible happen, because that's usually how the body responds. It's like the more you let things go, you're not going to be able to walk. You're going to get back aches, all this stuff. I'm like, no, this is now an emergency priority to make sure I'm okay. So I I really don't look six months out. Um, I look every day. Am I living a life of inner ease more often than not? Wow. All right. I think I'm going to start doing that too. Looking six months up so far, I mean, it's good to set a goal for yourself, but at the same time, having a daily check-in to make sure that I myself as a human being is doing okay on a daily basis. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, we're kind of wrapping up here. 
Uh, Esprit, if you want to go ahead and, you know, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or talk to you or anything like that, how sure. do we get a hold of you? Let's, this, uh, let's go ahead and hear it. Sure. You can reach out on Twitter at Esprit Devora, E-S-P-R-E-E-D-E-V, like Victor O-R-A. I'm also on Instagram, same handle, or email me Esprit at hey.com. That's Esprit at H-E-Y.com. All right. Esprit, oh my gosh, it's been such an amazing pleasure to have you on my show. And uh, what I'd like to do is, and I actually asked this of all my guests, if I could follow up with you in about six months and just to see how things yeah. are going for you. Is that okay? You got it. All you right. totally got it. All right. Thank you, Scuba Believers, for a great show. And uh, I'm stay- a Scuba Believer. Yes. <laughs> and thank you so much. And uh, make sure you all stay tuned for the wrap-up, okay? Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening. Bye. <laughs> school believers that was esprit devora man that was such a fantastic interview she had such a great personality and i had just a blast being able to talk to her and kind of pick her brain a little bit to see what kind of information i can get for all you school believers out there so a couple of things that really stuck out in my mind was her thoughts on failure you know kind of like when she talked about well is kodak a failure a sears a failure just because they lasted a whole hundred years or whatever it kind of gives a different dimension to failure and what it actually means to the individual. And I also like the fact how she figures out the impact she's making on her listeners by the impact she has on her community and the feedback that she gets from other people. That's definitely a great way to be able to see that you're making a difference in other people's lives besides, you know, just the analytics, which really doesn't seem that important to her. They are a little bit important to me at this point, but I don't know if that's just kind of a mental hurdle I need to get over. So, But I think the one thing that really sticks out the most is how she measures her goals. She doesn't necessarily have, you know, like a sentiment goal or a year goal or future goals like she used to when she had the sports channel, but just a self audit for herself to make sure how am I feeling for the day? Do I have any strange pains? What am I thinking right now? And, and how is that affecting me today on a day-to-day basis? That is just, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going to totally start doing this. This has got to be a good way to be able to kind of keep things together just on a daily basis. I was really so excited to have Esri Devora on my podcast. And I hope you learned something from her. That's for darn sure. All right. So um, like I said, this is definitely a special edition Uh, It's a three-part series, like I said before. Our next interview is going to be a woman that I interviewed that had a fantastic idea with the healing power of laughter and how she turned that not just into a business, but just a, a community of people and love and honesty with everybody that's around her and what she does with it. So just make sure you stay tuned subscribe to my podcast so you can hear that coming up. If you want to get a hold of me for anything, please contact me on Twitter, which is DJ Scoob, that's S-K-O-O-B 2021. If you want to get a hold of me on email, you could get a hold of me at uepodcast.net2021 at gmail.com. If you want to see the resources that I use and the books that I read that I use for my entrepreneurial adventure, please visit my website at uepodcast.net. If you have any questions about my entrepreneur adventure and how things are working out for me, please feel free to contact me in the aforementioned places. All right. 
Thank you so much, Scoob Believer, and you have a great day, okay? <laughs>